Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I'm so excited for today's episode, like I always am, because I love being able to get on here and encourage your hearts and talk about the Lord and share what God's doing in my life and I absolutely love hearing your feedback from these episodes and just hearing the ways that God ministered to your heart through these episodes. It's an honor and a privilege truly for me to be able to get on here and record and it's something that I don't take lightly. I I take it very, very seriously just anytime that I'm able to speak into the lives of other people because I know that our words carry weight and I'm accountable for them and so it is truly a joy to be able to get on here and just share my heart with you and so thank you for tuning in and listening and And for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome to the podcast family. For those who have been along for the journey over the last few years, thank you for sticking with me. I'm just so excited for the season of life that God has me in. And I know he is shifting so many people right now in this season into new things, into greater depths. I've been speaking to so many people who are just being taken into deeper waters with the Lord. They're growing in their gifts. They're growing in their calling. They're growing in their anointing. And it's so cool to just watch growth in the body of Christ. And I love that God takes us from glory to glory. He doesn't keep us where we're at. Like if we are in the same place that we were five, ten years ago, or even last week, like that should be a cause of concern for us. We should really evaluate, like, what are we doing? And it's never about works. It's never anything that we do, but it's a process that we allow the Lord to take us through. And so I'm so thankful for that. And I, and I can look back over my walk with Christ, almost coming up on 17 years in October, I'll have walked with the Lord longer than I will have walked without him. It's pretty cool. I'm like excited to get to that point in my life where I've been a Christian longer than I was a, a non-Christian because I was saved at 17. And so it's so cool. And I can look back over my life and I remember like every season of my life along the way, just thinking, God, it can't get any better than this. Like you feel like you've arrived. Like there's no way like it could get better. This, this, this walk with him could get sweeter or, or whatever. And it's like, then he takes you to new levels of glory. He gives you deeper understanding in the word. You learn more about his character and who he is and the way he loves you. And it's like, wow, God, how do you do it? I don't know, but I never want to lose the awe and wonder of my salvation. And I remember hearing a woman speak, and I've probably shared this a million times because this so resonated with my spirit and it stuck with me since I heard it over probably 10 years ago. I was at a women's conference and this woman said, never lose the wonder of your salvation. Never lose the wonder of your salvation. I literally remember hardly anything else from that weekend, but that stood out to me and it stuck with me ever since I heard it. And it's like, wow, it's such a, such a beautiful thing to just stay in that first love passion with him and for him. And, and, um, I had released a word last Sunday at a church that I was at about God restoring the joy of my salvation and how, you know, when I was first born again, I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but when I first 
gave my heart to Christ when I first was born again and became a believer and a Christian, a follower of Jesus, I was so on fire for him. Like I didn't care. I had this, this wild, like spirit of boldness on me. I would go up to strangers and share the gospel. I wanted everyone, everyone that I came in contact with to know him. I was actually just sharing recently about how I used to dial random phone numbers. This is so funny. I would dial random phone numbers and whoever would answer, I would have a conversation with them about the Lord. And and it was just, it was so funny. I would just dial like a local area code and then I just dial a number and whoever answered, I would talk to them about the Lord. And I had some really good conversations with people. And it's, it's so funny because it was like at that point in my life, I had no fear of man. I did not care, did not care. And and I had shared this last Sunday. It was like over time though, I just got going through the motions like we all do. I'm sure at times just going through the motions and the monotony of faith and, and just, uh, just became very ritualistic. I go to church on Sundays, but I, I shared that I, I would leave on Sundays and the worship didn't move me. I probably couldn't tell you what the pastor preached about cause I was zoned out and I just got in this rut of just going through the motions with my faith. And it's just been in the recent years, and, and a lot of you know my story, but coming out of a lot of heartache and, and just a pit of pain that I was in and coming out of that season of like depression and just lo- just a really low season for me and coming out of that and just having that fire inside of me reignited again and having that first love passion restored to me, that joy of my salvation restored to me, that boldness restored to me. And it has been such a beautiful thing for me to just walk into and then allow God to take me even deeper than I'd ever gone before. And so I'm just declaring that over you as you're listening, if you found yourself in a season of just feeling like just weary, <laughs> weary and burdened, I, I have a sign here hanging on my wall, actually right in front of me, it says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And that is in the book of Matthew. And it's Jesus saying, come to him. If you're weary and burdened, you don't have to energize yourself and get yourself, you know, pick yourself back up before you come to him. Come to him and let him restore you. Let him refresh you. I love that in the book of Acts, I believe it says that times of refreshing come in his presence. And I love that. And so when we are in that place, and I've gone through those seasons so many times, it is so important that we don't neglect getting in his presence, even when we don't feel like it. There are times it's like, that's that's the last thing I feel like doing. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm exhausted. I just want to veg out or whatever. And it's like, I can't afford to do that. I don't want to do that. That's the first place I should go is just running right into his arms, not the last place, you know, that I should feel like going. And so it's just so good. And even tonight, like today, I, I, um, had a really awesome day, but I had to wake up really early because I had a really early dentist appointment meeting. I got a new retainer, hashtag nerd, and I went and got coffee at a coffee shop. And my friend owns a coffee shop and it's an amazing coffee shop. It's called Refuge and they are doing so much incredible ministry out of that place. Like so many miracles are happening. Awesome, fruitful ministry. Like I... I just absolutely love watching what God is doing. And it's really cool for me because I've been there before it even all started when God first started giving my friend the vision for the the coffee shop and stuff. And so watching it come in, like the fruit, the fruit of it, the fruit of her obedience and stepping out when literally she's like, I don't even know how to make anything but a, like black coffee and a 
in a coffee pot, like Maxwell Coffee. And now watching like just this full operation of this ministry that God has birthed through her and her husband, it's absolutely beautiful. So after I had gotten my retainer from the dentist, I went there and got a coffee. Someone blessed me with uh, with a check for some money to help with my ministry, which was so encouraging and just got to share with them, you know, what God's been doing in my life. And, and it was just such a good, a good time. And I had the best iced caramel macchiato because those are literally my favorite. So if you ever like, what could I get Janice? I just want to bless her, uh, Starbucks gift card or something along those lines where I can get an iced caramel macchiato because those are my favorite. It was amazing. So shout out to the barista there who made it because it was the bomb. And so I went there and then I came home and I worked for a while and got some things done that I needed to get done for my job. And then this afternoon I went for a walk. I walked about three miles, got to connect with one of my friends on the phone, actually a couple of my friends because I walked for a while. And um, it was just really good. It was really good just to get outside. I, I live in Michigan and so it's very cold here and it was still cold today, but I strapped on my coat and, uh, went out. It was beautiful, blue skies, sunny out. It was just a little bit cold, but I was like, you know what, once I get walking, I'll warm up. So it's fine. So I went out on my walk and just got outside, got some fresh air and, and just got refreshed in the Lord. And then I came home and watched Lisa Harper because, I love Lisa Harper. I'm so excited I get to spend a weekend with her in May for a retreat conference thing that she's doing down in Tennessee. And so watched a, a video of hers and then took a little nap and then got up and I'm like, you know what? I just feel like going to bed. Honestly, I just felt like going to bed and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I really want to spend time in his presence. I need to spend some time in his presence. And of course, I'm talking to the Lord all throughout my day. I'm, he's always, he's always on my mind. I'm always thinking of him and all those things, but it's so important for me and for you that we aren't just, you know, going through our day and including him in our day, but that we're really setting aside, setting aside time to be intentional with him, to spend time in him, to worship him, to praise him, to go before him, to pray in the spirit, to just magnify his name, to take our requests to him, to pray, to press in, to take time to hear his heart for us. That is so important. And God will speak to us throughout the day. It's not like you have to be completely set aside and laser focused for him to speak. I've had so many times that God's given me very clear instruction and direction where I'm literally just walking through my house and maybe praying in the spirit or singing or whatever, but I'm not really like, God, show me what to do or whatever. It's just, he just drops things in my spirit. It's so important that we don't cookie cutter God or, or cookie cutter his methods because he is not, he never, he never fits in the boxes that we create for him ever. So destroy the boxes, but having that time to intentionally draw near to him. I love that the word says it when we draw near to him, he draws near to us and that he inhabits the praises of his people. And so doing that, just sitting aside time for me, I love sitting in my living room, putting on worship music and just basking in his presence. And God, I thank you for who you are. God, you are so good. You are holy. You are awesome. God, I glorify you. And, and I lay my life down before you. God, I give you my fresh yes today. God, use me in whatever way you want to use me, God, uproot anything in me that is not of you. And I, I'll pray over my mind. I'll pray over my heart. God, 
purify my heart, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. God, I I want your will done in my life. Lord, show me, direct my path, declare the word of God over myself and just bring my thoughts before him, those things that are just bothering me or upsetting me or consuming my thoughts. And I bring those things before him. He, the word says to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And so often we hold on to our cares when we really should be casting them to him. And that word literally means to hurl them. Like literally, sometimes I will take my hands and I will like act like I'm literally throwing something. Like, God, I cast this care to you, this concern that I have, this worry, this whatever that's on my heart that's just that's just heavy on my heart. So I encourage you to do that even if you have to pause this podcast right now and do that. If there's something that has just been like aching on your heart or it's just like it's just bothering you, it's consuming your thoughts to literally take your hands and say, God, I cast this before you. I cast this to you, God, because you care for me. And it's so important that we do that because we should not be walking around burdened and bothered by anything. The word says to worry about nothing, to have anxiety for nothing. And and it's so important that we stay obedient to the Lord and to his word by making sure that we're not doing those things. And it's hard. It's hard when the world around us is completely wrapped up in worry. Ah, sorry, I had to take a quick drink. But the world around us is completely wrapped up in worry. And and it's like almost like not if you're not worrying and you're not anxious, like what is wrong with you? Do you not see what is happening in the world around you? Are you not like... Are you just like sticking your fingers in your ears and shutting your eyes and saying kumbaya? Like, how are you not concerned? And the thing is, is we can care about what's going on in the world. We can be concerned about it. We can be prayerful and mindful of it without it consuming us. And I just had a talk the other day with my friend DJ and she was talking about just how she had had people making those comments who were like, how are you not freaking out all the time about things with COVID and things going on in the world or whatever? And she's like, because like, I'm not going to live my life that way. And that's, that's me too. It's like, I refuse to be in that place. Now, does that try to come on me where I will start feeling anxious or worried or bothered or upset about things? Absolutely. I'm a human being. We all are. But the, but the, the thing that we have to do is to recognize it quickly and not let it consume us, not let it take root in our hearts and minds, to keep that full armor on that Ephesians talks about where we keep our feet dressed with the readiness of the gospel of peace. We keep the belt of truth around our waist, the breastplate of righteousness on, the the shield of faith that extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy, the the sword of the spirit that is his word and the helmet of salvation. And the word says that the, the full armor of God allows us to withstand every Every all the wiles of the enemy, all the wiles of the enemy, all of his tactic, all of his tactics, all of his schemes, all of his agendas and assignments. When we keep that full armor on, we will stay standing. We will be able to withstand him. And I encourage you. I I go into a much deeper teaching about the the full armor of God. I have an episode. I think it's literally called Full Armor of God. So you can look that up and listen to it. It's um like I said, goes into a lot more depth than what each of the pieces of the armor represent, what they mean and what they are. So I encourage you to look that up. But it, but we have warfare weapons. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so it's so important for us to remember that we never wrestle flesh and blood, that our battle is always in the spiritual. And so we're dealing with things. It's so important that we ask the Lord, what 
am I dealing with? What am I up against here? How do I, how do I fight this properly? And that's through prayer, through worship, through your mouth, speaking out the word of God, declaring the truth over situations that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters what God has said in his word and his word settles everything. His word settles everything. And so we have to know what his word says and we can't know what his word says unless we're reading it and we are applying it to our lives and living it out that we are, like the word says, we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. We don't just read the word. We don't just hear people teach it to us, but we live it out in our everyday lives. We live out the word of God. And I love that the Bible says that the word of God is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, that the worker of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so there are things in the word of God that are going to train you how to be a good how to be a, how to be a good Christian. That's not really the right way I want to say, but how to be, how to live your life with godly standards, how to live as a Christian, how to live as a believer. There are things that the Bible is going to teach you how, and it's going to correct you in mindsets. I can tell you that when I first came to Christ, I had so many opinions about things and the way things are and the way things should be. And when I got into the word of God, I allowed it to renew my mind. Like Romans 12, two says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And before that, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we cannot fall into the pattern of the world. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And someone said the other day, I saw this on a video or something. It said the people say, well, Christians are brainwashed. And she was like, well, yeah, that's the point. We're supposed to wash our minds with the water of the word and live according to it. Even when no one around us is living that way and it's not popular and it's the it is the narrow path the bible says that the way the like the christian lifestyle is a narrow path that few find but it's the way that leads to life and then there's the other path that's the broad path that many find that leads to destruction and so my encouragement to you is to stay on that narrow path that leads to life even when it's hard even when you feel like you're alone sometimes i would pray that god would put beside you some strong believers to encourage you and empower you and lift you up and and to just help push you on in your journey with him but even in those times you feel alone you're never alone because he is always with you and that may sound super cliche but it's true it's true he is always with you the bible says that he never leaves or forsakes us he's always with us and so going back to just when i had first come to christ and And just being in the word that was so important to me. Like I hungered for the word of God. I hungered to know the truth and to apply it to my life. And I would spend so much time in his word. I actually have my first Bible here beside me and it's, it's pretty well-worn, but, um, and now I've graduated. It was just like a NIV student version Bible. Perfect way to start out reading. Now I have a, a study Bible. It's got a little more context in it and things, but I absolutely love his word. And I love that he put that hunger inside of me from a young age, as far as being like a young in the faith age, um, just put that hunger inside of me to know his word and to want to live it out. Like my desire has been, God, I want to please you. I want to live my life according to the truth of your word. If this is my standard, of life and holiness and and how I should live my life, then I want to do what your word says, even when it's not popular. And trust me, I've had people like question like my life decisions and why would you do that? Or why would you, you know, not live with your boyfriend or why, you know, whatever. And it's like, because 
because I want to honor the Lord. I want to please him. I love him. And the word says, if we love him, we'll keep his commands. And so his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. It's a joy for me to live my life according to his word and to do whatever he calls me to do. And, and so I just love that. I encourage you, if you are someone who maybe doesn't really have a hunger for God's word, or you haven't really ever dived into it, maybe you never thought much of it, I encourage you to ask God to give you a hunger and a desire for his word and then start reading in the gospel books. Start reading in the gospel books, the first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And those are the books that talk about the life of Jesus. You will see how he lived his life here on earth. I would definitely encourage you to start there. A lot of people want to read the Bible front to back, starting in Genesis all the way to Revelations. And and it's so important that we realize that the Bible is comprised of 66 books. It's not like a when you start in Genesis and go to Revelations, you're not reading even chronologically unless you have a chronological Bible. You're not necessarily reading in order. I would encourage you because the Old Testament is the Old Covenant. I would encourage you to start in the New Testament because that is a covenant we're under now since Jesus has come and just read through those four books. And I guarantee you, one, when you start reading the Word of God, you're going to hunger for it more. You're going to want to read it more. It's going to ignite something inside of you, and it's going to change your life. So don't read it if you don't want your life changed. But if you want to if you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then I encourage you to do that. If you want to take your walk with the Lord to the next level, do that. Spend time in His Word. Spend time in His presence, like I talked about earlier. Setting aside that intentional time to just sit with Him, to be with Him. Like, even... Tonight, as I was just going into my time of prayer with the Lord and just spending time with Him, I really didn't have anything in mind specifically that I wanted prayer for. And I think that's important too, that we don't wait until like we have this urgent need, like, okay, God, I need this from you. And this is why I'm like, yeah, of course, we can always go to Him with our prayers and our petitions, our needs. That is important. But don't wait, don't let that be the only reason that you are ever seeking Him in prayer. Don't let that be the only reason that you come before him. And so tonight for me, it was just like, God, I just want to spend time with you. I just want to be with you. And so as I entered into that place and I put worship music on my TV, I just said, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you invade every square into the atmosphere of my home. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are moving in this place, that you are going to speak to me tonight. I thank you for your your tangible presence, Lord. Have your way during this time and um, just choose to, to draw near to you. And I just will just start stirring myself up in the Lord in in those ways and just praying. And I'll pray in the spirit. I encourage you, if you don't have your prayer language, you can reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you more about that. But that is one thing that's super important to me, praying in the spirit, because a lot of times, well, the Bible says sometimes we don't know how to pray. So the spirit prays through us. And so I'll pray in tongues. And then as I'm praying, very most times as I'm praying in the spirit, sometimes I don't need to know what I was praying. It doesn't matter. I'm just praying. Other times it's like I'll start getting revelation in my spirit. I'll know what I'm praying for and then I'll pray it out in English. Okay, God, you're showing me that I'm praying for this. This is, and I'll pray it out in English. So praying with the spirit and with understanding, it's biblical. You can look it up. So I'll have those times. I'll have just times of adoration and worship and just magnifying him, times of surrender. Um, those times of surrender, just committing my plans to him, my life to him. I'm often giving him my fresh yes. God, have your way in and through my life. I declare that your perfect will will manifest through my life. God, have your way. I'll pray for um, just all sorts of things. Pray for family and friends and my church and 
and my ministry and, and, and whatever, whatever God puts on our heart. It's so important that we're taking that time. So hopefully that was, that was helpful to you and how to just, just press in, press in and have that intentional time with him. So anyway, I think that that is all I'm going to share <laughs> for this episode. So, so thankful that you guys tune in. Like I said at the beginning, I'm so thankful that I'm honored and blessed to have this podcast that God is, um, he's just so gracious. He's so gracious and kind and, and merciful. And he gives us the desires of our heart. And I love that scripture and I've heard it taught like this. And I think it's so important that we realize this, that when he gives us the desires of our heart, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So delighting ourselves in him, finding our joy and our satisfaction in him. And then he gives us the desires of our heart, but that doesn't mean God gives you whatever you want. It means that when we delight ourselves in Him and we find our joy and our satisfaction in Him, our heart's desires begin to align with His. And so for me, doing podcasting became a heart's, one of my heart's desires. And I will tell you, my, my desire was never to speak. <laughs> now, if you've known me my whole life, you'll know I, I never shut up. But my desire was never to do speaking in this, fa- in this fashion or to speak in front of people. Not my thing. And as I would spend time with the Lord and just continuing and abiding in him and a relationship with him, then those desires began to be my desires because it's part of my calling. And so I encourage you to delight yourself in him, pay attention to the things that you're passionate about, that you love, that you enjoy and ask the Lord, God, okay, how, how does, how do these things fit into my calling? What do you want me doing during this season? And it's important too, to know that not everything that you do is forever. Sometimes God calls us to things for season for a season, it's a preparation time or whatever for future things. So just that's why it's so important that we know God's voice, that we listen to him and we just respond accordingly. So amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray over you guys and yeah, let's just pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you that you are so good. You are so faithful. God, I thank you for every person who is listening to this episode. Lord, I pray for them in this season of life that they're in. God, that you would show them the purpose that is in this season for them. God, that we would not be so caught up in what lies ahead, but God, we would focus on where we're at right now in this moment, in this day. God, what do you have for us today? God, I pray that you would reveal those things to our heart. God, take us into deeper waters with you. Take us into deeper depths with you, God. Your word says that you take us from glory to glory. And so I thank you for new levels of glory, God, that where we are right now is not where we are staying. We refuse to stay stagnant. We refuse to be apathetic, God. I thank you, God, that we are breaking that spirit of slumber right now in Jesus' name, that we are fully awake, that we are sober-minded, we are vigilant, we are alert, like your word tells us to be, God. We are not slumbering, Lord. We're not giving into that spirit of slumber and, and just I just see like um, people that are battling with just feeling like lethargic in this spirit. It's almost just like you're just kind of going through the motions and just like I had shared earlier, not necessarily being moved by anything, just kind of coasting through in your faith journey. So, Father, I break that off them in Jesus' name. I pray that you would ignite a fire inside of them, a first love passion inside of them, God, that whatever gifts and callings, God, that you put on their life, that your word says are irrevocable, that they would know what those things are within them, God, and that they would begin to live them out. Lord, that they would begin to live them out with anointing and with excellence. Father, I thank you that every person on here is fully equipped for every good work. God, that you give them an abundance for every good work, that they lack no good thing, Lord. 
you give us everything we need for life and godliness. And so I break off that spirit of fear and the lie of the enemy that would try to come against them to stop them from doing what you have called them to do. Father, I speak a release over them in Jesus' name. God, have your way in and through our lives. We give you our fresh yes today. Use us, Lord, however you want God to advance the kingdom and push back darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.